What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If it's your first time joining the show, welcome to the show. We got a good one for you today. It is Kyle Dunnigan. So very funny, man. So smart, so funny. A man of a million voices and faces. You got to check him out. Uh, his Bill Maher is by far my favorite. Uh, love him. I am on tour. Hey, come see me in the fall. Me and Bobby Lee are touring around the country in the fall. We added a bunch of dates. We rescheduled some stuff. We're going to be in uh, Rochester, uh, in Pittsburgh, in Northfield, which is near Cleveland. We're doing DC, Chicago, Milwaukee, Madison. We are jumping around. Go to badfriendspod.com to check out those dates. Badfriendspod.com. Enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean him once again today. It's Kyle Dunnigan. Thank cheers. you. Cheers. You can't sip that without cheers in me, Kyle. I, didn't, I don't know the rules. Yeah, that's the rules. You're supposed look to look in the my face. eye, aren't you? Yeah, you look me, wait, do it again. Look me in the eyes and you stick out your tongue like this. Yeah, just like a little silly boy. Mm. Take a sip. Hold it in. How do I know if it's good? Like, do you, Is there a way to... Does go, it feel oh, smooth when it goes down? I mean, they all. it's pretty similar. I mean, no, I don't think so. I think like, um, there's a lot of them I think are not smooth at all. Okay. Let me try. Like, again. like, Oh, you know what the best part is? Hold it on your tongue for like five seconds. Hold it on your tongue. Mm-hmm. Let your tongue salivate. And now swallow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's smooth for sure. Your face. It is smooth. It's weird because it like alcohol tastes terrible, but then we get to a point where like, this is good. But we, See, it's funny. I think it tastes really good. Some of it. When you first tried it, do you say, yum, this is good? Well, I, you know, it's when I first tried it, I blacked out on a bottle of rum, spiced rum. So I can't drink. If I have rum now, I'll throw up. The thought yeah, of yeah, the rum is thing, repulsive yeah. to me. But mm. like we stole a bottle of spiced rum from my buddy Matt's dad. And we sat on a hill behind his house. And, you know, you didn't know any better. You're like, how much do you take? And he's like, well, you sip, I'll sip, you sip, I'll sip. Yeah. And he threw dangerous. up. All over the place. I mean, he puked everywhere, and we were dying laughing. But yeah. like, the taste of rum now, mm-mm, no thanks. Yeah, I'm out. I don't like rum at all. Yeah, but, but whiskey t- does taste good. When I first had whiskey, I had it mixed with stuff. My grandparents used to drink Manhattans. You know, Manhattans. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I like that because sweet vermouth is in there, cherry juice is in there. It tastes. It's easy to. It's easy to drink. Okay, you know. Yeah. But whiskey on its own, yeah, you got to grow to a little bit. Let's yeah, talk my, white my, stuff. We were talking dad, white stuff. My dad would have it, and I just was always like, and I tried it a few times, and it just always, I mean, if it didn't get you drunk, that would you would you ever drink whiskey? Yeah, but if there was no payoff for anything, would you ever consume Oh, it? you just blew my mind. Bob, can you take that out? What's his name? <laughs> Joe. Joe, can you take that last thing out? <laughs> no, I said. leave it in. That's so funny. Damn it. No, yeah. Would, I mean, what would you, it's like. Would you eat healthy food if you didn't, if it had no health benefits? Exactly. Why doesn't the food that's good for us taste good? Does anybody because they put cancer in good food? You have to put cancer in good food. No, like like lettuce. Why doesn't it taste good? Yeah. Why doesn't your body crave what's what's good for it? That doesn't make sense. Well, uh, I think because we've interjected all of these chemicals over the years, so 
I, I think maybe a thousand years ago, it probably no. did taste good. You don't no. think so? You were I, around I mean, back then? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> no, kids will be like, blah, to carrots. Like, just a child, a baby will be like, blah, and then ice cream, their eyes will bug out, and they'll be like, yeah, you know. Well, we ha- that has to be because uh, sugar is something that humans crave. Well, I don't know you why, know why we it is. Sugar. Actually, I, I'm answering my own question, but Give yeah, it. there was a time in our evolution where the people who, like, got honey and, like, ate a bunch of honey, got fat, like, lived through the winter. Mm-hmm. And the ones who liked salad and didn't like the sugar and like the carb the the things would get you through a winter diet yeah that's right fatties always last yeah fatties live forever baby yeah i'm a you're fatty. Not a fatty you're I'm a skinny fatty. mini I'm fat. dude shut up i'm so fat do it i'm fat uh, i can't get fat but i what happens my whole family there are these just giant rocks on toothpicks just like the belly comes straight out and then <laughs> everyone's leaned like over all everyone on my dad's side just leaned over a fat and just tiny legs. Everything's tiny. The fat goes nowhere but here. It's awful. It's disgusting. It's, it's toothpicks with, uh, like, bo- you look like bowling pins. It's like tiny, wide, tiny yeah, again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cute fam. Attractive. Girls like it. Girls like you, dude. You're a, you're a little... I don't even date anything. It doesn't you don't date anything? Nothing. Are you I, single I'm right on the now? apps, yeah, but, like, who... I mean, it's just... Doing Trump hands. It's just so terrific. I don't uh, date very much. It's hard. My whole group left LA. Yeah. Um, you know, and there was like parties and you'd meet people. Sex parties. Sex parties. And now it's just, I don't know. I'm in my house a lot. How do you, you don't, so you're on the app, but you don't use them at all. It's yeah, a waste of time. Every now and then I'll go out, but it's been really bad. Like this one girl was, there's, I don't, maybe it's LA. I don't know. But she's, I'm taking her out to dinner, you know, and she's texting at dinner, like the whole time. And, uh, so I took a picture of her texting and I texted it to her. So we'd like, boop, come up on her phone, a picture of her texting. I thought that'd be funny or something. Yeah. She goes, Oh, I do look cute. But like, she thought I was like, look how cute you are. <laughs> anyway, I got here. But wait, let's, where'd you go to dinner? That's probably the most important part. Uh, cheesecake factory. Well, that's, yeah, that's your fault. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Good. Is that where you went to Cheesecake? Where'd you really go? Cheesecake Factory. Liar, liar, <laughs> liar. Look, is that bad? I think yeah. it's a nice place. No, it's not. It's packed. Sure, that doesn't mean it's a nice place. Doesn't mean it's not. I mean, it means people Skid like Row it. Skid Row is packed. Mm. Is that a nice place? How's their food? Actually really good. Really? There's a rat skewer on 4th oh, Street. yeah. Really good. Like a food truck? He invites you inside his tent. They should do an MTV Cribs of just tents in Skid Row downtown. That, Have I you mean, seen how fucking elaborate no, some of them I know. are? They're it's, amazing. Yeah, yeah. People build houses. There's a guy. I was at the, across the street from the Improv on Melrose. There used to be a restaurant right across the street from. Do you remember that big two story restaurant? It's been closed for years now. Across the street from on the Melrose. Uh, from the Improv. Okay. Street. Oh yeah. Right next to that on that street, without any exaggeration, the entire block from Melrose to the alleyway, this guy has a fucking maybe 800 square foot tent house that he set up and in it's, it, it's not there anymore right no it's there it was there two nights ago i was there three nights really? ago it was stunning they cracked down a little bit here right something happened well it's we're less. in the valley in the valley we don't have it like that over the over on the other side it's bad. yeah yeah are you a valley guy you're valley boy? yeah i live yeah yeah valley's the best yeah I, th- that stuff stays on that side of the hill i just it's mm. they if there's homeless guys in the valley but it's different Bray took over a whole parking lot next to the Ralphs. I know, I saw house. that, yeah. But then they got rid of it. They, but it was a completely said, this is our parking lot. 
and they everyone put up giant things. They and, killed them all, which is nuts. It's sad. The police killed them. Yeah, you know, cops, <sighs> dude. When will they stop? Oh my god, <laughs> cops. Cheers. We don't need them. <laughs> Defund the police. What? Uh, I was going to do a refund the police tour, where all the all the Bennett, all the money was going to go to the police. Refund, yeah. refund them, dude. Give my, it back. I shouldn't say it's my brother uh, is a cop. My whole family's retired. cops. I'm Irish. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Come I'm on, half dude. Irish. Look at, look at us. Okay. Yeah. Firefighters. Yeah, I come from it. firefighters and cops. Yeah. Yeah. So when everybody was like, "Fuck police," I know I got real defensive. Like, do you know how hard that job is? It's a nightmare. It's a. It's. It is. My uncle worked on the west side and the south side of Chicago. And was like, I, I, I dare anybody to go try that. It, the job is go where people are being assholes all day long. Yep. And when they stop being assholes, there's these other people being assholes. You have to go there mm-hmm. and they're going to scream at you. In Chicago, it's they're dead. Go see dead assholes. Oh yeah. And then, sometimes they're just and dead. then go see all the dead guys and then go talk to people who hate you, who don't want to help you find out who killed their friend. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's the it's, hardest thing in the world. What do you mean? It's miserable. Nobody, nobody wants to do it. They're losing a lot of people. It's a bummer. Oh my God, who, I, I'm, now I'm suspicious who wants to be a cop. Now that's, I'm like, you want to be a, like, what's wrong with you that right. you want to even jump into this? What I would have got behind was uh, like, m- like protests, where, like we need cops to have therapy twice a day or we need like meditations twice a day for cops. Totally. I would have been like, okay, that makes this sense. This makes sense. Yeah. I'll get behind that. All right, let's start it now, Joe. <laughs> Joe, I want to be interesting right off the bat. I want to be be interesting off the bat. Let's go. Let's start right now. Go. I want people to learn something from me. Today. What do they learn about Kyle Dunnigan that they don't know? Oh, about me. I was going to instill wisdom about life, but okay, about me. What about you that people don't know? I think I'm. I think I'm pretty boring. I'll be honest. I think I'm one of the most boring comedians. Perfect for a podcast. It's terrible for a book also. Like every comedian has like a book. It's like a fascinating thing. Everyone has a book now. I grew up. My family was nice to me. People were nice to me. No trauma. No. Oh, I had one sexual assault that was good. On what? Me. But what? it was a good sexual assault. What happened? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, when I think back to this memory, it only brings me feelings of of warmness and joy. And this is not to say, I mean, sexual assault is bad and don't do it. Yeah, this is not, I'm, yeah. not, I'm just saying my lived experience was this girl who was 13. I think I was six. Whoa. This sounds really bad. Yeah, I'm just saying, and you should not do this, Mm-mm. but she was like flirting with me as a joke and everyone's laughing. And then everyone went inside. And then I was like standing on the step and then she came over and she was like, bye Kyle. And then she just made out with me. Now, well, what? That's not that bad. That's not, that's like kids. I mean, 13 to six is weird. Super weird. I don't know why she liked you. Was she fully functioning? Yeah, she's hot. (laughs) You were a hot six year old. Six is crazy young for a 13 year old to like, that's weird. Yeah. A 13, when I see a 13 year old, I'm like, Ooh, that was weird. But in my perspective back then, it wasn't. You were the man. I felt like that was great, and I and it was like good. Yeah, it was very bad. Is that girl dead or in jail? I haven't checked on her. I don't know what happened. We should to call her. her right now. Call her up. Call I don't her think, up. I, I I wish that we kept in touch. We didn't. Um, I just want to go back and just say like sexual assault is very bad, and, and no one should do it. Or yeah, or it's get disgusting. It. Yeah, but we I'm know. Saying, that was kid weird stuff, childhood stuff. Yeah, I it was never in 
And I think, I mean, maybe you go to a psychiatrist and he would analyze this and say it did screw me up in some way, but I don't think it did. It I had to have, it yeah, did. we all say that. In what way would did. that have screwed me up? I mean, False sense of, uh, of confidence. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have that. <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, I, well, the shutting down with the thing you said about women at the beginning, I've had this conversation with many of my single friends when they go, maybe it's dating in LA. I don't think so. My sister lives in Chicago. Dating in any major metropolitan area is as chaotic as it is in any other city because everyone thinks there's something better that's next or something that, because the city moves in that direction. I go to New York like once a year and it seems better. Yeah, because everything is better when you visit, live there. And then I meet people and I'm like, ah, I mean, here it's not as set up where you'd actually intermingle and bump into people and talk. Yeah. So I I feel very isolated here in LA. No, that, that part is true, but I'm sure the dating scene in New York is just as chaotic because there's so many options. Mm. Here, people can just leave you on a date, go on another date, or go see another person. Yeah, and they will. Kyle, they will. I just saw a thing, an ad on Instagram for Bumble or Hinge is getting sued. For what? For, uh, it was illegally tracking messaging conversations, or it was filtering messaging conversations. Okay. Which now you know it's all going to come out. All of these apps are going to start to crumble, and they're going to find out they all, with a joke of like, oh, they're listening. They are. But mm. now it's going to get deeper. We're all going to find out, oh, they're logging my conversations and logging key phrases and words. You know that's coming. Lock I don't, up. I don't type anything that's going to get me in trouble. No, but I think they're just, it's not even that. It's not even negative like you did something bad. It's like they're just logging conversation, which. I'm okay with that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Invasion of privacy is fine. You know, I. I'm going to come in your house and sit there for days on end, not like, do or say anything and fine. then leave. You would, wouldn't bother you at I all. I think it's because that girl sexually assaulted me. That, <laughs> that is exactly why. I have no boundaries. Yeah, you Maybe know. that is it. I don't really have boundaries. You just let people in all the time. Yeah. I think, you know, people should have their privacy, but I, I also don't care about my privacy that much. Um, I, I've, I do. I, in that regard, I do. Because we give so much, as comics, we're always like, look at us. Here's some shit. Here's some stuff. Here's a joke. Here's some video. Here's... So on the other side of it, I want some semblance of security to feel like, you're not giving everything away all the time. You're already, you already on the internet. If you're on the internet at all and you're on social, which you are, you post a fair amount. Mm. It's like, you're you're giving a lot. You want even more of them to be taken. Well, that's the thing. Like I think the surveillance that's happening and, and this might be naive is for them to make more money. Like their motivation is like money. So it's not like to take what I say and get me in trouble. No, I'm not saying trouble. I'm just saying, but the motivation to get more money must have a root of, of mischief involved because when one thing starts to grow, they can, they'll start to grow something else. Cause it's just to make money, but they can use elements from that to go, you know what else happens when this happens? That's true. Yeah. I mean, it could get, it's like one of the greatest inventions in American history. Truly. I would say the airplane. No, no. When are they usually during times of war? Hmm. Yeah, because we spent all this fucking money on shit we don't need. And then in that regard, they go, you know what we found out when we were building that crazy fucking bomb? Fucking Cheetos. Like, it's stuff like that where they're like, this was... Is that true? <laughs> yes, the atomic bomb is how Cheetos got made. What? Yeah. How did that happen? Some of the bomb dust uh, got on some guy's hand, and he's like, I would like this after I no. eat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went all the way. I, I know. I dug, I dug you thing. down. I dug you way the down. The acting was good. Thank so you. I... No, but I mean, great inventions always lead to something else when people are wasting money and war or any sort of revolution. 
they're wasting money on one thing. They always find another way to make money on something. But that's else. a little different. I mean, those are two. Those aren't apples and apples. Those are apples and and bombs. Yeah, it's more like two separate. I hey, all things equal. I'd like people not to spy on me. But this whole but now they're going to. And everybody at home listening, please start spying on Kyle Dunnigan. Yeah, I. I this mean, is his address and phone number right here. We're going to put it up right on the screen. It's going to be super address boring. And phone number. Well, yeah. let's see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I'm an American. I don't want any spying. But I, the spying that's happening with my phone, they, I talk about Vegas, and they send me a, a Win Hotel discount. It's I'm pointing right at you now, too. That's the best part. It really, it's unbelievable. We're talking about Vegas. And if I say Las Vegas. Vegas, times, Vegas, Vegas, they're Vegas. They're going to send me an email yeah. about it. In an hour. Which is kind of nice. Part of that is fun. Anyway, I seem pro-communism or something, but I'm not. That's okay, commie. Don't that's fine. spy on us. Don't spy on me. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've already opened the gate, dude. In fact, you of all people who make a lot of, for people that don't know, uh, first of all, big fan of a lot of your stuff. Honestly, for years I've watched you. Thank you. And your political characters that you are able to do, not only is impressive, but it's also, um, you're begging for spy. I mean, you're getting spied on. The amount of politicians you make fun of and the the way that you have gone viral with them, they're looking at you, bud. Well, I know I'm very unfriendly to advertisers. Yeah. I'm the exact thing they all hate. Everything I post on YouTube gets demonetized. Every Because of language content? Thing. No, I just, I, it's political. It just, yeah. and I get, you know, the ad press don't want to be involved in anything political or divisive, so they don't want it. But it, it does suck. Yeah, but also you're, you're, you're never that offensive. None of the characters are that like offensive. Right I know. Now. That's what I, and it's like so silly. I get so surprised. I get, I mean, I got completely kicked off. I mean, completely um, demonetized from Facebook. I can't make any money on Facebook, period. I'm, I'm not on Facebook. Period. I haven't yeah. been on in a long time. Are people still on it? Oh, yeah. Facebook's big. Is it really big? And I mean that. I don't know. I. It, yeah, I think it is. Well, it's I, also connected to Instagram. Oh, right. They're the, same, they're, they're the same now. Yeah. But I also, I don't know. I'm not sure how to make money. I don't know how to make money. Well, let's try to make you some money right now. Okay. Guys, here is a GoFundMe right here for Kyle. Please click on this if you're watching right now. Uh, we're going to get a GoFundMe that. going. What are we talking? How much do we want to raise? I thought about this. I think you got to throw a number if you were out. to like put money in my bank, we're going to have to work again. It would be $20 million. $20 million. Let's get to $20 million. Not to work ever again. Guys, can we please, please, please get to $20 million? Hopefully within a week or two. I think that's feasible. If uh, everyone gives uh, a couple bucks, we can get there for Kyle. Seriously, it doesn't take that much. <laughs> How many people watch the show? 77. 77 people? We had, we just dropped, we lost one last week, 78. But And Marcos, if you are, you know, sneak listening, we know that you left, so. Joe. Joe? Start it now. Start it now. All right, good. <laughs> I feel like I haven't been interesting yet. I do. Um, I think you're interesting. I want to ask you. Yeah. The I heard through the grapevine that Bill Maher uh, is not a fan of your impression of him. I did an impression, a couple of videos of him where he was just, it was the most innocuous, non-offensive, non-attacking him videos. They were very He was good. just like reading to children was the whole thing. It was like, yeah. oh, would you eat green eggs? You wouldn't. You know, like he's reading like children's books. <laughs> it's just a silly... <laughs> It wasn't even about him, really. And then he went on Joe Rogan, and he just brought me up. Out of nowhere, he brought me up. Good he, press, he, it was a day you had some guy was doing a terrible impression of me. He said that. 
that I was doing a terrible impression of him. And then Joe was like, I, oh, Kyle, no, it's a great impression. And he's like, Jamie, play a video. And he goes, if you play that, I'm leaving. He got really mad. That's so fucking funny. And it was, and then after he did that, then I felt free to really um, do some Bill Marvin. Yeah, yeah. Then, then and then really... they got really, um, I think I went too far, actually. Why do you say that? Well, the next video I did, like, it was like a Bill Maher gangbang is what I did next. You think he's never been in a gangbang before? No, I, I think it hit home really hard. It was it was a make a, a, a make a wish like it was like make a sketch where like a sick boy wrote this sketch. This is the premise of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like I don't want to do this, but Caleb, you know, wrote this, and I would just keep cutting back and forth this gangbang. Everyone just fucking Bill Maher in the ass. <laughs> anyway, now he probably. I actually went to um, Hawaii with him in, in his plane. He, he doesn't remember me. I'm sure you went to Hawaii and yeah, in his we, private, we went on vacation together. This is back like 10 years ago. How did this come about? But I was dating, uh, a girl who was friends with him. We missed our plane to Hawaii. So he was like, come on my plane. How did you even get connected with him to come on his plane? My girlfriend at the time was friends with him. Oh, must have been good enough friends to be come to my plane to Hawaii. Yes, yes. That's yes, insane. Yes. So anyway. Had they ever dated? No. No, they were never. Because that seems like that could have been. A, I'm trying to find the, the pinhole of why he still has a little bit of a gripe with you. I just was like, I don't think he even remembers. Like, I, just, I was invisible to him on this trip. Like he, my his back, I would always get his back. I'm How many people were circle. on the jet? It was Alan Thick. Love a good Thick. He was great. I loved him. And his wife. And then. I think two writers and then me and my girlfriend. Hit like so. writers from his show. Mm -hmm. yeah. And 10 years ago, you miss a flight. She says, I'll call Bill. And Bill goes, yeah. come on my jet. Yeah, yeah. And you went in his, and he doesn't uh -huh. own a jet though. He just had, he just. He rented, I guess, yeah. a chartered one. And he had to show in Hawaii. And you know, we had dinners and he, he just was so mean to me. I, I really clocked him that trip. Like, I don't like this. This guy's like not nice to me. And my girlfriend was like, he's not being nice. I'm like, yeah, I, I, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> and he just was not nice to me. And I'm like this, you know, they're all billionaires. I'm this like poor guy who you could just be nice to. And like Alan, everyone else was really nice to me. Yeah. I mean, we were going to dinner. I was like, my hand was shaking giving my credit card to these dinners we were going to. Because you were nervous and not paying. I, I, yeah, pay. I didn't eat. Like I didn't order a, a entree once. I just acted like because I was scared. At this time, I had very little money. And I don't know. I was just like, oh, this guy's kind of a dick. And then there was another thing where we were, I was at the ice house and he was on the show and he, he wouldn't let anybody in the green room. And like, there's like, there was nowhere to stand. You yeah. Know? The ice house there was, you were in that hallway is where you'd have to stand. Yeah, so I'm on the show and I'm like, this fucking guy. And I went in there, I sat in there and they didn't kick me out, but it was just like. And he didn't, he didn't converse with you at all. No, no. That I was being, I was betraying a thing. This was before the trip to Hawaii, but. I just was like, this fucking guy. Anyway, I agree with like everything he says. <laughs> In here, we pour whiskey. This episode of Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by Squarespace. Hey, if you don't know what Squarespace is, what's going on with you? Have you heard me talk about it? I've been chatting about Squarespace 
so much for so long. I really appreciate their partnership because I use them and I absolutely love Squarespace. If you're looking to create your own site, if you're looking to sell something, if you're an artist, an entertainer, a producer, uh, if you've got your own little small business now because of the pandemic, the pandy kicked you into high gear of making something from the comfort of your home. I got to tell you, Squarespace is the best place to create your own site so everybody can see what you're pushing out to the world. A beautiful online store. You can sell your products uh, and an online store that they host. Whether you sell physical or digital or service products, Squarespace has the tools uh, you need to get you start to sell online, okay? They got Fluid Engine with Fluid Engine, next generation website design system from Squarespace. It's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template. Customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop and or for mobile. Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine built in, ready to go uh, for any Squarespace site. I'm not a smart man, okay? I didn't know how to build my own site. I used uh, the Fluid Engine. I used Squarespace templates because it was so much easier and cleaner, and it is drag-and-drop technology. You can literally just go here, 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 here. Back in the day, you had to learn how to code zeros and ones and ones and zeros. Didn't know how to do it. So thank God for Squarespace. They are so wonderful. They show you your analytics, which helps me find out where you guys are so I can come see you when I'm on the road. You need to use Squarespace if you're looking to build a site and get your product, your business, yourself, your thoughts, your uh, your items, or your ideas out to the world. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. Squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash whiskey to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So go over to squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, uh, go to squarespace.com slash whiskey to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Once again, go over to Squarespace, all right? Go to squarespace.com. You got a free trial. Check it out. Try it out. When you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash whiskey to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Oh, baby, I like my bird dogs. Bird dogs just sent me a package yesterday. Yesterday. I just got a package from bird dogs. Love them so much. My favorite thing about bird dogs Those inner liners. I love the shorts with the inner lining so I can go for a jog, go for a run, jump in the pool, play with my pup. Uh, They're comfortable. They don't stink. They stretch because sometimes I get fatty, patty legs. You know sometimes I get fatty, patty legs. You know, when I'm a bad boy and I'm chips and salsa late at night, I get fatty, patty legs. And I love that the bird dogs stretch. Bird dogs make such comfortable, functional clothing. It's incredible. Uh, The best part is now they got these khaki shorts. They look like khaki shorts but they function like a gym shorts. So it's a great trick, baby. Uh, trick the world into being the comfort king or queen that you truly are. Bird Dogs is incredible. They make such a great product and I love working out at them. Um, and I love lounging around the crib in them because I don't like wearing underwear and I love sliding in and out of my Bird Dogs free birding. I'm free birding. That's the new phrase. I'm free birding and my Bird Dogs. Free dogging, not free birding. All right, so go check it out. If you want to grab yourself a pair of comfy, comfy bird dogs, go to birddogs.com slash whiskey. Enter the promo code whiskey for a free tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash whiskey. Enter the promo code whiskey for that free tumbler. Get yourself some bird dogs. Ginger. I like gingers. I know it's it's lame to ask you, but I just, oh. I really want you to to just give me more Bill Maher when I heard Okay, you. people. Just, just <laughs> here's the thing. Okay, it's a con everything's condescending. Oh, really? And there's like a face thing. Like he does. Bill, tell me about how do you feel about Trader Joe's? Do you like Trader it? Joe's has the worst parking lots. <laughs> Can we get a bigger parking lot? <laughs> he does find just, a minute thing yeah. and he ex- uh, he does a thing where I would already agree with it. Yeah. And and I have no I don't have any beef with him. I'm just uh, saying he 
he does a thing where I already agree with you, but then he inflates it to make yeah, it yeah, feel yeah. like it's extra. Like, can you fucking believe? And you're like, yeah, yeah, no, we, yes, we know. Yeah, yeah, he's like, the first person. Right, right, right. Like, the first one on the moon. Like, yeah. Yeah, da, da, uh, and everybody's like, yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I guess. New rule. Do we have to buy our own bags? <laughs> Which, it's by so the good, way, honestly. I never can remember. I have the bags. I ha- I never bring them in. I-, I do it out of protest. You don't tell me. I I I don't. I want the paper bag. No one tells you to when to bring a bag. Yeah. In. Fuck you. I'm gonna fucking bring my paper bag. I, I'm. You know what? Cheers, dude. Fuck your bags. There it is. We almost got there. You, you, I don't like, I don't bring bags. I don't, I don't bring them. There's paper there. I'll take the paper. I'll, they'll recycle. It'll be fine. 10 cents though. That adds up. Can I be honest with you right now? I'm doing okay. The two bad, the 20 cents, the 20 cents. I got it. Yeah. I'm doing that to supplement other people. What, what took off your career? What, what started you, you feeling like, oh, things are starting to My line up for me. My sex tape leaked, and I think that was probably one of the best things I had ever done. Ugh. You don't think that was good? No. Why? It didn't show me in a good light. It, was, it wasn't compelling. Was there anything else? Was there some <laughs> other moment? Uh, uh, the pandemic? Did you start uh, catching waves then? No, I think like the beginning, beginning of my career was like, I did a couple of sitcoms, and then I did, you know. Oh, I, yeah. What were you I on? Floundered through some stuff, and then. Comedy started to kind of rumble in a good way because of the internet and podcasting and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And what was the show you were on? I, I can't remember the name of it. You were like, I, I'm uh, dying up here. I did that on Showtime where we put, did the comedy store. First, I did one called Mixology years ago. Mixology. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good gigs. Uh, no, they're not. They were terrible. Yeah, they are. Well, they write right. everything and they, they edit it and you just do the lines. Yeah. Acting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's kind it's of like easy. the greatest. Yeah. Seinfeld said it best. It's, uh, he's like, you play dress up. My daughter does that every single yeah. day. But that's one gig I have come Seinfeld is uh, he put me in this movie and I didn't even have to like audition. In the Kellogg movie? Yeah. The Kellogg movie. Yeah. People, yeah. People, I don't know if we, can we talk about that? Is that public? I have no idea. I think it's public that okay. it's coming out. Yeah, I remember they, I got sent that script and I read it. Um, and for people that don't know, it's about the Kellogg brothers were brothers, Kellogg cereal. And it is like this hysterical feud that they had had. I actually watched. Oh, this is a different movie. Oh, no? It's about Pop-Tarts. Oh. Which is Kellogg. Yeah, no, no, no. No, no, no. But they're not. The basis was of, was of which there was Kellogg brothers. Okay. I'm almost positive. This isn't in the movie. It's either Post or Kellogg. One of those two okay. were brothers. Yeah. And the, the. They had a com- competing cereal brands. That's not in the film at all. No, God, the post. So, no, the post versus Kellogg feud is there, but not the brothers. I'm I, you know, positive. I could be wrong. But anyway, did you read the script? I, I yeah, I I did a bunch of table reads before I was even given a part. But um, I uh, don't Here. remember the brothers. In yeah, that. John Harvey, Will Keith, Kellogg, the Kellogg brothers. Uh, yeah. So the so that what happened was they sparked this rivalry because one of them wouldn't share the recipe and. Uh, he wanted to go off on his own. And so behind his back, he stamped like the Kellogg name on one of the boxes. That's how that was started by Kellogg. Okay, that is not the focus of this film. Oh, what is this now? It's the guy who invented the Pop-Tart. So the original thing that I read was about the feud of the brothers. Really? Stealing the name. Yeah, that was the first draft. Was it Seinfeld? It was that it was that was the movie. I don't know if he it was he was oh, his yet. This is probably two Kellogg movies that just were around the same time. God damn the Kellogg brothers! It must be because it was always about Seinfeld's bit about the Pop Tarts. So what? So this movie is about the Pop Tart. Pop Tart, yeah, coming up with the Pop Tart. And is the movie good? I mean, I haven't seen it. 
How I much are you in it? I have like four scenes that are, you know, small, relatively small. I play Walter Cronkite and um, Johnny Carson in it. You play Walter Cronkite? Yeah. I went to his well, school. Did you really? Yeah. I went to the school of journalism. School? Oh. Walter okay, Cronkite. Cool. Where is that? Arizona State. It's not a real place. Oh. Arizona? State. Oh. It's a state school. Okay. I didn't come from any money. I we couldn't afford a real nice school. State mm-hmm. school was kind of the that was kind of my state school was like really I knew I was going to a state school. Mm. Even, out of state though, that's kind of nice, but it was cheaper than in state state schools in Illinois at the time. ASU I think cost me eight grand a year or something. I don't even remember what it was back then. Yeah, I my first year I went to a very expensive school. And I was like, this is such a waste of my parents' money that I transferred to a state school. How much was it? 20K a year or something like that? It was like more, yeah. Holy shit. Where'd you go? 30, I went to Ithaca College for Oh, a year. Ithaca is so nice. You were a smart young man, huh? <laughs> Not really. I couldn't read. I still can't read. I um, Can you read like that sign? I mean, I can read, but it's it's really slow and and bad and arduous. And when I was growing up, that meant you were dumb. It was the equivalent of you being stupid. And so I went to a few um, speed reading courses my parents put me in. Mm-hmm. And one was with these nuns. And we had to drive like an hour and a half to this place. And they, they had this machine. It would project on the wall, like, and it was to help you read better and train your mind. So there was 10, I remember this very well. There was 10, like, like phases and the first one was like very slow, you know, and 10 was like super fast. So they tested me when I first got there and I was on level one. I couldn't read faster than level one. Mm-hmm. And the nun saw I was upset and she was like, don't worry, by the end of the summer, you'll be on level 10. And I was like, really? I was really excited because I really didn't want to be stupid. Mm-hmm. And so I would go there like three times a week, hour and a half each way and Worked really hard. End of the summer, they did my test. Guess what level I was on? I'm for the sake of comedy, I'm gonna say three. One. You- <laughs> I was on one. You didn't move. And then, and I remember her like <laughs> lightly patting my back goodbye. Like you could see like, some children cannot be saved. <laughs> yeah, she was like the faith of God just fell off her face. But anyway, I never was tested for any reading problem but you i must something. have one do you think maybe some of that came from the trauma of the the sexual assault from that girl yes that's what it was were you reading a book she when she kissed you reading yeah yeah imagine you're reading <laughs> you're reading tom sawyer's i was reading tom sawyer and yeah. she's kissing you and then everything just went numb everything garbled and up. words became toxic and evil to you god where is she i, w- I want to talk to her were you ever as a kid did you get all like a, were you given a lot of love a decent amount. It was fine. I mean, there's really nothing you have to a level complain of about. calmness about you. That means I'm, I haven't slept. Oh, I sleep like two hours a night. Why? I don't know. I think I need to meditate more. I also have a very unhealthy, un uh, sanitized bedroom situation. Not you, dirty. Do you live but, in filth? No, but like it's not like I have screens. Like the TV's on all night. My phone's in my bed with my laptop. It's not, uh, what do you call it, uh, my bed hygiene. Hygiene's the wrong word. I'm not yeah, looking hygiene, for it. Hygiene is not it. It's, um, there's a word for this. Anyway. Um, like your bed manner, your bedside manners? You, I don't know. Uh, your room is a tech cave. Uh, it's like a tech chaos it, cave. There's, yeah, it's it's very bad for sleep. I went to a sleep therapist. I paid like, it was almost six grand to go to the sleep therapist when you could just Google what she told me, but mm. she spread out over like six sessions. But anyway, what you do is if you can't sleep, and this completely works, but I won't do it. 
I did it once and it works. You can't have any, you can't look at screens an hour before you go to bed. Yeah. And you wear the stupid fuck blue blockers. And then you lie in bed and if you can't sleep, you get up and you read a book in a chair. And when your head starts to nod, then you get back into bed. If in five minutes you're not asleep, you get back out of bed and you sit in the chair and you read your head nods and you get back in. It's it's exhausting for a week. Yeah. But after a week, your brain goes, I get it. And you lay down, you sleep. It's great. But then once you just creep in, I'm going to watch a little TV or da-da-da, you're done. And you spiral back. That's what happened to me. I, I don't. I just, I've accepted the fact that my sleep patterns are absurd because of the career that we have. That sometimes if I'm on the road and I'm touring and it's, I'm going to get good sleep and some nights I'm going to get terrible sleep. Some nights... I, yeah. get, I get no sleep. I've accepted it. Let me tell you the insanity of the road. Give it to me, this baby. Is, this is what I've distilled it down to, which is what is, you only think about, but it was what's crazy making. You're alone for 23 hours. Then you have too much attention for an hour. Then you're alone for 23 hours. You have too much attention for an hour. <laughs> then you're alone for 20. And then after five days, it's, you just feel like an alien and completely unattached and yeah. isolated. That's very weird. Unless you go on the road with friends, which I'm not at that level with the with the bus and the good times. That's what we're doing. Good times. Don't I'm sorry, tell me man. That. I'll FaceTime you from the bus and show you how fun Fuck we're having. That. I don't want to even know what you guys are doing. <laughs> Where are you guys going? Who do you go on the road with? Me and Bobby Lee are touring around the country right uh, now. You guys are assholes. But we're playing pretty marginal rooms. They're like 3,000, 4,000 seats. Just a couple of people. I, Seriously considered a spit take to be fine, but it wouldn't have been. <laughs> you could have done worse. it. it would have been this worse is that. fine. This is fake carpet. It's shit. It would have gone all over you. No, you know, it's. I get it though. I that it is. That is kind of like the blue light of of phones. Is like the when you are on the road because for years. I mean, that's. I did that for years and years and years of like all the attention, all the attention. Nobody, you're alone in your room eating bad fast food. All the attention, all the attention. You know, in your room jerking off, trying to get to bed in a hotel. Like I, that is true. That is that same effect on your brain of like it's toxic. That's why there was nights I would be exhausted, get in the hotel bed after doing shows, want to go to sleep, mm -hmm. can't sleep, wake up, jerk off, try hey, to whoa. go to sleep again. You don't T wake up and jerk TMI. off. TMI. Whoa, whoa, dude. Might be. Wake up, mm -hmm. masturbate. Okay. And try to go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. One time at four in the morning, I sat in the tub. And sitting in a tub at like a Marriott courtyard is just not, it's just a bummer. That's you a, sat in the tub. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I turned on the usually, fucking water. Usually you go like I got in the tub. You say I sat in the tub. Well, because it was depressing. Getting in the tub sounds nice. Sitting in the tub sounds sad. I see. So it's like the tub is over and you're now just sitting, sitting in, in water. The tub. <laughs> okay. I actually know what you're talking about. I oddly know what you mean. You've been there. If you've been there, I've you know. I've sat in my tub. Yeah. It's sad. It's not, it's not, it's not I'm taking a bath. No, it's over. The bath is over. The bath is over. Now you're just, just sitting, sitting in, in the, the tub. tub. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to Sitting in a Tub with Kyle Dunnigan. Uh, today we're going to talk about how sad it is to just sit mm. in a tub. And also those tubs are small. You're kind of a tall guy. I'm a tall guy. No, I'm not. How tall are you? Five, eight and Long a half. legs. Short legs. Stick them out. It's a, it's an illusion you're saying. Go straight forward. I have the look, tiniest little legs. They look long. I have the legs of a 12-year-old girl. I know. I was trying to hype you up for the audience. You ruined it. He's tall, ladies. He's taller than he looks. That's the one thing. It's like people are so sensitive to other people's feelings, except like if you're like dating apps, like under 5'10", don't bother. It's like, oh, it's okay to, there's right. certain things. Yeah, we have to be very promotional. Being of, redhead, people like feel like free to pick on redheads. You're a good looking guy, you know, you got thanks, confidence. Cheers. But there's like little boys who are redheads who it's okay to like, 
I been, think we should shit on everybody. I'm not saying. I agree. But if you're going to not shit on anybody except for redheads and short uh, people, we got to. What are we doing? It's still socially acceptable to make fun of certain things. For some reason, it's just like you say anything about a fat person, it's like uh, you're the worst person to ever yeah. live. You say something about someone who has a lazy eye, you're like, yeah. uh, 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 it's like, yeah. how dare you? Yeah, that's yeah. a dis- that's a disability. Mm-hmm. But, but then if you go, look at this little short redheaded loser. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Girls are like, troll. Short guys. Look at Oof. that little troll. Yeah. No, it is It is funny how we're supposed to be, um, uh, you know, no shaming and we're supposed to be like sex positive and promotion of every everyone's lifestyles, mm-hmm. but they are allowed to slide through on certain ones where they're like, short yeah. guys are gross. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, white men, pff, fucking pieces of shit. Well, they that's are gross. Cool. Most white men are gross. And that's just being, and because we've seen us enough where you see a couple of whites walking around and you're like, what? men are gross. Yeah, I think guys, yeah, in general, it's actually men, men are gross. I don't know how women, how they even do sex. With us? It's disgusting. I think their computer goes somewhere else. I think their brain literally whoop, puts them in another place because their body instinctively would go, no, no, no. Yeah. So and their brain do, has yeah. to go, you whoop, and it, they're morphed into somewhere else and they mm-hmm. disappear. And the female brain, the craniums are smaller, so they can't fit as much brains in there. Right. And then right. there's that problem. Right, right. What did they say? The, the female brain is one quarter the size of a male brain? It's, it's, or it's less than a quarter? It's three quarters smaller. Right. And then add on to that, you know, the whole shoes and bags thing, which takes up a lot of the brain. Just the right hemisphere of shoes mm-hmm. and bags. Right, yeah. What is that? By the way, I, well, this has been covered, but it, it really, I know it's like a. Someone at home it? is literally like, this is, do they really think that? Is that how they really think? No, it's, That's it's, disgusting. It's, it's just, it's the fact the cranium is a lot smaller. Like that's, <laughs> this is, this is science. You can't get. What were you saying? This shoes and bag thing. I don't want you to skip that. No, I mean, it's been treaded over, but it really, that stereotype, it, like they, like a lot of them really do love shoes and bags. Yeah, well, a lot of them. Uh, uh, as a m- straight man, yeah. I feel like that's our cars and toys. Like how guys love computers and tech, and we're like obsessed. Like, dude, I know friends that have to have new tech. They're obsessed with new tech. Yeah, and that's their shoes and bags. So they look at us being like, "Why do you give a fuck about that new TV, computer, iPad, watch, phone?" But who cares? But that stuff's cool. That's what they say. Shoes oh. and bags. What is your, what's your embarrassing, like, what's the thing that you know is like, it's a little embarrassing that you love it, but you will pay good money for it. You don't care. Oh, like something I shop for? Well, our side, I clearly don't buy clothes. No, not clothes. Yeah, that's no. I, I do like tech stuff. I bought an iPad. This is what it. I mean. Yeah. You don't really yeah. need it, but you're like, I really like to have a little uh, mobile computer without keys. Yeah. And I go to, I go to Starbucks and I, I look and I think I don't even need to look at this right it's now. It's so and, stupid. And also iPads, then everybody gets the keyboard attachment for the iPad. Yeah, I got so that. So you just bought another fucking computer. You got an uncomfortably small keypad here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to type on. Yeah. It's so stupid. Those things are so dumb. They were like, I had a Helio phone. That was a phone that you probably don't even remember. Back when Blackberries were hot, there was a company called Helio that was like a sidekick. Yes. And it had the smallest keys you've ever seen in your fucking, I couldn't, my, I couldn't do it. I yeah. would double hit keys all the time. And I thought- yeah. Why would I do this? Yeah. This is a complete waste of time. You know, I love, and I, I want us to transition in, into electric cars because during the pandemic, no one was driving and I live where 
my outdoor, you wouldn't have to clean it. Cause there were, and now every week there's this black gunk. I got to wipe down. I just want us all to be in electric cars. Oh, do you drive an electric car right I now? I do. And I'll tell you, um, it's in every way it's better. The big thing, I think they need to do a commercial where a guy drives up right in his electric car and there's, or, or yeah. And there's a the person like putting gas in their phone Mm-hmm. And their phone has like a little like engine and there's, you know, smoke coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why do you have that? And he's like, oh, cause like, I don't like to wait too long to, you know, fill my phone up. And then I haven't thought this commercial through a whole lot. I can tell. <laughs> the point of the thing is, is people equate, which is natural. Like I go to a gas station every week. I don't want to wait at a charger a half hour every week. Right. I'll just fill it up in five minutes, but you don't, that's not. It's not the same thing. It's a phone. It's like a phone. You plug it in when you go home. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. it, it charges when you're asleep. You, I never go to a gas station or a charge. I never go to a charging station. The only time would be on a road trip. I've taken yeah. a Tesla on a road trip, and then you have to stop, and then all you do is eat for 15 minutes. Yeah, you've minutes. already been driving three and a half hours. You, you want to stop and eat, and it takes a half hour. But it, you, you charge. You have to sit waiting to charge your car. As much as you have to sit waiting to charge your phone on the road when you're not at your hotel. Like, you don't. It just happens. It's just it's like too so much better. I agree. I know what you're saying. What do you drive? A Tesla? Do you have one of those? Yeah. Which one? The three? three. Yes. Yeah, the three. You look the like a three. The poor person one. Yeah, I could tell you were a three. Yeah. Do you know why I knew you weren't an S? Why? You don't seem like a large sedan guy. You don't seem like you'd want a big, long sedan. I have the Cybertruck on hold. I don't know if I'll be able to afford it, but I have it reserved. Why would you buy that? Because it's awesome. Do you need a pickup truck? No. Yeah. Not that's. At all. I, I, know, I know. That I don't get. I, I guess. No. That's where the, that's the electric, I agree. I know what you mean by, but that's the part of it where I go, that's silly. You would never need a pickup truck. Well, now I will. Practicality, I think you need a pickup truck if you're loading stuff in the back for work. I I also got a thing that goes in the back reserved where it pops up and it's like a shower and a bed and an office. And then you can just go anywhere (laughs) and you plug it in (laughs) and then you're just, just on God's good humor. I, okay, I like it. You know what? I take it back. I like it. Just imagine. And it's got windows, so you could just go to the beach and pop it up, and then you're just frying eggs, take a shower, go to the beach. I mean, it's I do like this. game changer. I'm on your side now. My problem, I, 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 I know what you mean. I think that's cool, the electric car thing. I get it. I've always been a combustion engine guy. I want, I like cars. I'm a huge car fan. So, like. What do you like about cars? Why do I like engines over you, batteries? Yeah. What are you getting out of that that you feel like you're going to miss? Um, the sheer power, like you actually feel the power of an engine. Like you can physically feel the pull of an engine where the pull of electric, it's impressive. I've driven the plaid. I've, I've been in fast electric cars. It feels like a go-kart. It doesn't feel like there's any machines working. And I like the, the, that feeling for some reason is like, it's, it's, it's in my gut. Like I love the feeling of a a machine working and these pistons Mm. smacking together. There's something beautiful about fire and combustion and, and fucking engines like just slamming and pumping to pull you forward is, I don't know. It's something beautiful. I mean, I could see that in the same way, like humans were obsessed with horses while we rank horsepower in cars, because it was impressive to physically see this machine, this animal machine yank humans was wild. That was a, that had to be, to be able to go get me seven of them. If one is good, seven must be better. And it's going to pull a lot more weight. And there's something impressive about that, that I think 
humans. Okay, so you can have like your fun car and your driveway most time, but like you don't go out and every time you drive, you go, wow, do you? Like I, it I really do. is something where I do, but oh, I, well, maybe it's, but I'm a car guy. I love yeah. car. Like my car, I just ordered a new car and it's a, it's a, it's a waste. What of, kind of car It's a it? waste. I'm not going to, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. The GT. What is that? Just naming a GT? I, I don't even know. I just hear that's a car. People say, <laughs> isn't that a car? Yeah, a sure. GT? There's a, there's a, I mean, GT would be like attached like a Ford GT. Mm-hmm. No, I can't. That's not, that's like, okay. no, no. You bought a Lamborghini. I bought two Lamborghinis. Shut up. One for me, one for you. One's All pink right. and one is blue. I would love to drive one, but the, the downs that you, you turn the car, it stinks. You're, 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 you're shortening lives. It's just, there's so many downsides to, to cars. Now as a yeah. fun thing, I get that, but it, it is the speed and the instant torque is fun too, that you don't get from a car. Well, no, you do right? get them from nice car, from, from like very high performance cars. You can't get that instant, instant torque. You still got a little, little, no, that no, you cur- do. current, right? No, you do for performance cars. I'll take you in my car after this. So we'll have some fucking fun and you'll go, this is kind of nice. I just feel like you get used to it a little bit after a while. And then ultimately the, the day-to-day sitting in traffic, most of the time you want to be also the, the autopilot on Tesla is unbelievable. People, I, I don't think it's being See, I don't talked want, about. I, I don't want it to drive me. I don't like that. I want to drive. I like driving. But you Some can people always engage. Like I know, but I want to engage. I like engaging. Seven hours to Arizona, you want to engage the whole I'll time? I'll be on a plane. That's insane. Why the fuck I drove I... to Arizona. It's fucking great. Why? You sit back. You're, you're free. The car drives itself. What are you doing the whole time when you're driving uh, seven hours? He's on the text. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Be on a plane for 45 minutes texting and then no, land no, in Arizona. No, no, no. Get your car. That's nice. <laughs> no, I do. This is where I differ. I am a, I, uh, not to mention the fact that mining for lithium is absolutely going to fucking ruin the earth, by the no, way. No, not at all. 100%. Lithium, lithium is in every continent, every country. It's a very, it's a, it's a very. The creation of, of electric cars costs way more for the earth in the long no, run. It absolutely will. not. This oh, is, for sure. I'll, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. For and sure. And this is, this is, this is important to talk about. Let's you have it. a, give a big audience. It's also, again, equating it to, uh, combustion engines, ice vehicles. It's not the same. Once you mine the stuff, it's all very, um, reusable and, um. We'll see. No, no, no. It's, it's very easy. They could already do it. You know, there's already companies started where you can take batteries and every time you recycle them, they come even, they become even more pure. So once we get enough of the stuff uh-huh. and these cars die and that's, they take the batteries, it's going to be a self-generating thing. Unlike you burn fossil, you got to keep digging more and more. It's not like that. But a lot of these things, you, you have to dig so deep because there's so much money being lost with the oil companies having this transition, which is going to happen just naturally, but it's being really slowed down because of the misinformation that's being really pumped out there pretty hard. It's hard to yeah. like, like very few people know this fact and, it, and people should know it. Like it should be promoted. You know, we want to get you know into reusable energy. We want to get off you know, fossil fuels. We have to, I mean, there's only like a, a certain amount. We're going to hit peak oil, you know, at some point. Sure. I mean, you go on, the, we used to be the biggest producer. And then it was like Venezuela. It bumps around because people dig up their oil and then they have to like slow down because they see, and even the, uh, you know, United Emirates and, and places um, over there, they're putting money into making their place like Dubai into a tourist place because they see the end of the oil. 
Like they know it's it's a well. That's also a, that's also like a fake paradise too. They they want more money to come in because it's a playground for billionaires. Yeah, but the the point being, like they see the end of their like money train, and they know they. they but gotta, there's without a doubt something. Nothing was without cost, so something is coming from mining all of these materials. For, for for there's no chance that it's clean. I saw that guy well, it, on Rogan talking about first of all the the amount of slave labor that's happening that's digging some of this but, stuff is I mean, awful and but crazy. I mean te- Tesla's very much on top of that. I mean there there's um, I don't know their their latest um, stock, stock shareholder meeting like they're they're very much on top of making sure there's no slave labor or using children. Can, but can we though? Unless we're seeing it all the time, like we have iPhones. He said he would put. That's the thing. It's like we we're using slave labor. IPhones. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I'm saying. So I don't buy it. When someone, when a major corporation says we are doing our diligence, don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think they I are all doing what's gonna what's gonna make them the most money. And if it is at the cost of, you know, a balance of humanity, they will look the other way because they're like, we didn't, we had no idea that company. I, we hired out a third party company to do that. We I didn't think, know they were doing that. I think generally that's true, but. I don't think it's true in this case. For for this? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because um, it's cobalt. It's like the- Cobalt, yeah, the mining of cobalt. That's the big, big one. And so they've taken it out of uh, 97% of the batteries. It's, it's only 3% cobalt at this point. And they're looking to get rid of it completely. Like they're very much realized their brand. You may think it's like a greedy thing, a greedy company. They know their brand and people aren't going to put up with it and they're going to- protest yeah for some reason we don't with the iphone but and all all phones like your phone's are completely you know cobalt it's like uh it's all cobalt this it's it's mostly yeah so we don't have a problem with that but also i don't think and i don't mean to be like a tesla fanboy i certainly i know i don't but i i do have criticism of him but i think there's a lot of shit about him that's just being pumped out that's not true i mean i know frank he open sources patents now someone with a who's a greedy motherfucker doesn't do that you know that's someone who that's a a very strong push to saying to backing i really want us to move to um reusable energy and make it better right the, the opening of being like if you can do this better using the things that i've created make yeah. it better no I, I think that's cool close that patent and make money off it but anyway i'm not saying he's a perfect guy definitely got flaws but there's so much bad shit about EVs and I see so little corrective information that I like have energy to, to, uh, this is a very funny podcast. All right, Joe, <laughs> start now. Well, because there's lobbyists that r- really make a lot of money on that. It's the same thing with guns and cigarettes. It's like the reason that alcohol and guns and cigarettes, we know that the deadliest things in the world, but we fucking, they're making so much money on it. They can't stop now, baby. I want a gun. Do you have a gun? Yeah. Joe, bring in the gun. Imagine if we had a gun for a guest. Every guest gets a gun. I would love that. I went and I shot. It's fuck. It's terrifying. I love shooting guns, but you know what? I get, I get the danger, but I was raised knowing my dad was extremely, well, we didn't keep, we didn't have like guns all over the house, but if we would go hunting in Wisconsin or Northern Illinois, he was, it was a big deal for him to like, really. Cause I was a fucking lunatic when I was a kid. Yeah. So he was like. This mm-hmm. is, this is for real, dude. There's yeah. no fucking around. Oh, and yeah. if anybody, if anybody was even remotely goofing around, yeah, he would shut it all down. Even mm-hmm. like 
he didn't like any sort of, there was no playtime with guns. It wasn't. Yeah, it's good, smart. Well, it, it changed the way I, my perspective on it. Now, granted, that was probably, my dad's the minority. He was the son of a military guy. So like, he took it all very serious. Mm-hmm. We were the minority. Most people that we knew or hunted that they used guns, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. They'd be like, check this out, man. <laughs> they fuck, pop off in their backyard. Yeah. But that's the problem is there is no, nobody takes it serious. Yeah, what's kind of stopped me from getting one is just that statistic of like you probably shoot yourself if you get a gun. You'll, you'll, the likelihood you'll probably is die or pretty kill high. Your family. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's if you were gonna get a gun though, what would you get? How big? Oh, just that kind of small, and then like the, the revolver. No, the revolvers oh, revolver. don't don't um, jam as much. They said they said right. get a revolver. That's like a. I'd love thing. to see you shoot somebody. You know, I would. I would if they Two-handed. deserved it. Yeah, but I went to the gun range and I. Went to the guy. I was like, yeah, give me a gun. And he was like, you ever shot before? I was like, yeah, yeah, I shot before. So he gave me the thing and I went in there and I, and I was terrified. And, and I was like, I can't pull the trigger. But what made me pull the trigger was the idea that I would go back and go, I couldn't shoot it. <laughs> to the guy <laughs> who I was acting so tough in front of. And he's like, no, this is not for me. So I shot that. And then once you shoot it once, you're like, oh, this is no big deal. But it does scare you a little bit when you go to those places and you shoot a gun. And I have, maybe it's a dark brain, but yeah. I stood there for a second when my round was empty and I was like, what's stopping the stranger next to me? Just turning yeah, and shooting that's me. That's another fucking thing. I didn't like the thought of a stranger. Yeah. I don't know this man who's next to me in this other bay. We're protected, but mm-hmm. what would stop him from moving around it coming up to, I, you know, I, that's fucked me yeah. up. I was like, what stop this guy from killing And I think I could shoot that guy. Uh, you'd go the other way. You go, I could I, kill I everybody that. in here. I was like, I should shoot these people. <laughs> this, is, this is a great movie. <laughs> this is do? like a Tarantino film of like two perspectives at the same time. Oh, yeah, I'm we going, cut to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of me being like, God, what yeah. if somebody just, and you're like, God, I could do anything I want in here. Yeah. I, the they're, thing, they're the thing was like five feet away. I, I couldn't fucking hit it. The target. Like, I think it was right there. And I'm like, how does there no holes? Well, because you're probably moving when you're shooting, right? The kickback probably moves the bullet. Yeah. I mean, you have to have pretty strong forearm to hold it really tight. Let me see your forearms real fast. Yeah, those are not. If you shot it like this, I don't think yeah. it was going to go anywhere. <laughs> it is fun to do it, though. I know it is really. It's you do it, and you're like, "This is great." It's then, it's scary, know. but great. Uh, yes, but I'm also just like, if there's a gun in my house, I feel like every now and then I'd be like, "There's a gun in my house." Well, I, you don't drink a lot, no. And I like to have a couple of drinks, so yeah, I don't dangerous. want it near me. Yeah. Not for the her, her harming anybody, but me being like, I'm going to go play with it in the backyard. Like that. Right. That's probably what people do. They go, I just want to go out back and yeah, fuck I w- with I it. I would want to shoot it. Well, because it's, so, it's, yeah, it. it's the power is insane. It's like putting, there's a red button in my house that says, don't push. Do Every, you know what I mean? Like, everybody I wants push to push that. it. Yeah. And yeah, they stare at it going, what if I push that button? Or if your girlfriend's like, like if she didn't clean the kitchen good. You come in as a joke, a funny, you know. A ha ha, just a ha ha. Just like ha ha ha. Be like, what's this? Yeah. What's up with the plates? Kind of like, What's up with the plates? I'm kidding. I'm if kidding. Any women watch this. I've, I've said I've really turned <laughs> off know, all no, of them. No. Yeah. Will you tell me uh, in, will, will you do Elon for me and talk about so, so, guns? So, so, so guns are like, well, pretty cool, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the way he laughs. Uh, when he, when he says statements and he laughs at them, it, uh, it's like, and this isn't, I'm sure he's, I'm not trying to shit on the guy. It's as if somebody, he watched a video of how to talk to people and how to laugh. Yeah. 
and he's mimicking a laugh that he's combined I, from the from seeing videos of people laugh. Yeah, like to he be, himself doesn't know his own laugh. To be clear, I made a whole episode ragging on this person. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I, don't I know. saw that, but no, it's like know. a yes. full shitting on Elon. But yeah, um, but he would like that. Yeah, it, like it, I feel like he'd be able to take the piss and go, whatever. This is a comedian making a joke. Yeah, which yeah, is ironic that Bill Maher is a comedian who doesn't like a comedian <sighs> making a joke. And it's not even like a, yeah. you're not even a, a attacking something personal about him. It's not like, hey, man, that's my fucking wife. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Well, with Bill Maher, I started talking about black hookers. I did. Yeah, but but that's funny. It's just funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. So, yeah, he does the thing. He's like, so, 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 he, a lot of stuttering. And yet his laugh. Yeah, he, he just, his sense of humor like he'll be in a room, a huge auditorium of thousands of people, and he'll say something, and he will be literally the only person laughing at it, and he's <laughs> like completely alone in this laugh. Yeah, it's creepy. It's it does seem computerized. It's almost yeah. like he talks about like Spaceballs, really good movie, and like yoga. <laughs> and the person will be like, "What?" <laughs> Trying to get like, what is the joke? <laughs> but that's what happens yogurt. with like rich, smart people. I'm sure like a party of that has got to be fun to watch. Everyone trying to make each other laugh with stuff that isn't quite funny. Well, what I, what, what, what I kind of base this, this thing on, it, the most socially awkward people are in charge of our social media. Like oh, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are two of the most socially awkward. And yet, I mean, there might be like a drive to be in control of a social thing. Yeah. If you don't feel, I don't feel comfortable socially. Um, Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but... That's but. a brilliant statement, by the way. Seriously. The people who are in charge of our social media are the most socially uncomfortable people. Yeah, it's weird. It's creepy that they kind of... Well, but isn't that the same in any industry when you really look at it that you go... Why when people make fun of Hollywood and they're like... Some of the most, like, single-minded people are yelling and have the biggest platform to tell people how to think and feel. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's even more fucked up. Oh, uh, the fucking... Awards for actors just it's kill me. It's, it's absolutely repulsive. What in the world? To you, you really have to step back and, go, and and just think before you go to those award shows. Like these only exist because people wanted to get have another show and get more ratings, mm -hmm. and this was a way to get a bunch of stars together and like have another show. Like that's why the Oscars exist. It's not because yeah. you're better than lawyers and doctors. Right. It's because <laughs> you're going to bring in ratings because you guys are famous. And so there's another show and they go, these are awards. And uh, just the crying and the, I don't know, it just seems, it seems so strange when people take those awards so seriously. You're acting, I mean, a nine-year-old won an Oscar. It, it's, it can't Wait, be a nine -year -old that won an Oscar? hard. Am yeah, I... for the pianist or the piano. Oh, oh well, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, when a nine, there's like no, like the best surgeon of the year is this nine-year-old girl. It's it's not a thing that's that hard to do, right? I mean, there's great actors, Meryl, <laughs> but like Meryl Streep was was just as good when she was 24 as she is now. It's not like you study and work and get better. It's like, and is she working an hour a day on it? Even not even. This and is I, like you know this uh, this this makes me feel, and I agree. It's so funny. It's like acting when we say like they love the word brilliant. Oh God, they're brilliant, and you're like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. brilliant is it should be used much much less. But yeah. I think there are a handful of people who are actually tremendous at acting that yes. are able to transform right, and people who work who do work really hard. I think Tom Cruise works like there's some people who work really hard, and I, I appreciate like the work they He's put in. He's unbelievable. What that guy does is loopy shit. It's that so that to me should be reserved for that when you are chaotic. 
chaotically committed where you're like, dude, you're like another being. You're not even here anymore. That's why I think it's, that's why recognizing it goes, that makes sense. But what you're saying that I agree with is like in the NBA, right? If you're not the top star of a team, let's say you're the fifth or sixth man, sixth or sixth man of of a team, you're still fucking unbelievable. Like yeah. you're better than anybody on earth. Yeah. Like a shit, the shittiest NBA player would beat the fuck out of the best person that you know locally playing. It would be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the shittiest pro actor is not mm. any better than anybody. Yeah. At acting, like the shittiest professionally working actor is just as skilled sometimes as a guy who occasionally yeah. likes to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's the problem. Yeah. Is like the gap between the best of the best. And those that are just kind of in it is insane versus the NBA. It's like, just because you're not a superstar, you're still unbelievably good at basketball. Here's how we could take the piss out of it. Yeah. Instead of calling it acting or actors at the awards, you go, the best person playing pretend is, is, yeah, exactly. The best pretend person, the best person play, play, play person. The best play person today. He's so good at playing pretend. The best liar. When I got this role to play pretend, I knew I, you know, then they would just take this. <laughs> Did you, uh, have, when, because you're so embedded in doing impressions and like, cha- you kind of chameleon. Like Craig is by far my favorite thing. To oh, you. thank you. Oh, dude. Thank fucking, you. I love, um, love that. And you fucking with your mom. Yeah. It's, she's, it's, a good, it's, she's a good actress. It, but it's funny in a way uh, that I don't care how fabricated the, the, the bit is. Mm-hmm. I don't care how real it is. I think it's just so it's taken from a place that does exist in the world somewhere. Someone is like that with their parent. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm like, you're channeling a real person who does this all the time. I know that exists somewhere in the world. It's funny. Cause I, I've been doing that character since I, I can remember and I think I was doing it to, like when you were a kid. You used to you used to play this. Yeah, ultra. with really? my mom. Like she would play this character, girl. I mean, it's really weird. But like, <laughs> wait, your mom was called girl, and you were Craig. Yeah, I remember we would improvise. This is very young. This is like right after my um, sexual assault. Yeah, right, right, right after the touching. <laughs> this is all the trauma, dude. Yeah. We're finding out. But I so, was like, so what's you, your name? What's you know, what's your name? And then she was like girl i think she's a bad at improvising yeah, she said she, girl yeah. girl's bad and then um i remember thinking boy um i'm done in, uh, doing this but she's a really good mom she stayed with this this premise this and we would i don't know but yeah she still does uh like if you called others. her today and just went into craig she would she would go along i with don't it. go into like that but like i ask her to do stuff I'm like hey can you come on a zoom and record this thing and she'll do it when you woke her up one, you woke her up like early in the morning were you, was it actually late at night or no not? that first shot is real and i surprised her i was like mom it's the way we're doing dishes or, or she was doing dishes because <laughs> i catch her and then her acting is very real you know yeah. and she's like naturally kind of funny and then after that i was like oh can we do these next few things and yeah, i just had her of course. do fake stuff after where did that. the voice come from because it's extremely specific uh, it's like it's like uh well, actually, it's a. We had a neighbor whose name was Craig, and he was really like a doughy. I don't know where the voice came from. But this though, this yeah. front list, like that, is extremely. I don't know. Specific. This is, I don't know why I started doing this. I have no idea. <laughs> 
<laughs> but Dude, I, I like it so much. Whatever, yeah. Because you physically change shape. You like change shape. By the way, yeah. great acting. Great pretending. Great pretending. Mm. But that, because I always like lisp. I was fascinated with character. Whenever I did like a character. Yeah. I like lisp, but I, this, this, the back one is one of my, yes. this is, that's, that's like yes. my favorite. Yeah. Because you can get away with it. And when people struggle with a back lisp, like in, you, in your conversation with them. Back lisp, yeah. They, it, it, it's like, they, they seriously will try to get through with it without having to like, it, like they work really hard. Like the front lisp, it's undeniable. But this one, they try to hide. Yes. Yeah, she better slower. But uh, uh, we will stay after the party's over. And like, they'll try to find a way to get yes. through without having it hinder them. But if you're a front list like Craig, yeah. he's ne he can't get away with it. It's, it's so, so hard to respect you when you talk like that. When you I lose all respect, yes, when this comes yeah, like out, that teacher would get spitballed. And like, that's just, <laughs> that's the substitute that everybody fucked with. That was yeah. like, guys, if you don't settle down, okay, guys. everyone's yeah. out of this class. Yeah. Yeah, because speaking looks like a struggle. That's why you're like, I can't trust the guy if he can't speak. Mm -hmm. How could I put any investment into him? We, we had a guy, we tortured. I feel so bad even now. But we, like, my, my friend group had this ringleader who's really an evil person. I came to find out. So I know I this guy. I kind of blame him. Yeah. But we just, this poor guy, he was the piano teacher. He was screaming at us. He had really strong hands. He was a professional pianist. Mm -hmm. And he was yelling at us so hard that the coffee mug went, bink, came right off the handle. No. And then, of course, we're laughing even harder. But it was, <laughs> like, he was so gullible. It was hard. This is just a quick story. We were going to go on some trip to South Carolina and sing whatever up and down the coast just dazzle people so he's like we got to sell grapefruits your parents want to pay money you know to this trip <laughs> we got all these grapefruit forms the whole choir of i don't know 40 people we sold one fucking grapefruit <laughs> and we just thought it was the funniest thing and so the thing was over it had been like months and then we'd go hey man i never got a grapefruit Form. And then he'd go, that was five months ago or whatever, and start getting mad again about it. And then the next one would go, I didn't get a great performance either. And then you go, I just told him. And he just would keep yeah. yelling and going. And it just Couldn't was figure so it out. fun. And then his, he had a pile of music on top of his upright piano. We just put gum and like string and we just pull all that off. And then pull the piano away when he's playing. He wouldn't know that we were just like drag. It was torture. We went to Canada and he was on his bed because we took like a, we brought so many fireworks. Like our, our, our luggage was mostly filled with fireworks. How old were you? Like, is this, this is 17. Yes. Junior high school or something. So there's this kid, one kid, um, Jim Mustard. He was a chronic liar and he just was a <laughs> fucking nut. And we gave him a brick of fireworks, a hundred fireworks all tied together. I'm like, okay. And in 20 minutes, whatever we're, or it was like five minutes, we're going to all at once throw our bricks of fireworks out our windows uh -huh. onto this tin thing in the middle of this concrete courtyard. It was going to be fucking insane. <laughs> and the reason we were in our rooms is because we weren't allowed to go out because we were already bad for something else. Sure. Like we were already in trouble and now we're going to do this. So this guy, Mr. Burt, comes in with this crutch. They came back early from their tour. He's like, oh boy, you guys really missed a tour. And he was in Vietnam and he had a limp because his leg almost got blown off in Vietnam. Okay. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh God, Jim is about to drop this brick of fire. This is a Vietnam vet and I got to fucking stop this thing. <laughs> you know? So I go like this, right? To go get Jim. And I see flicker. I see come out because it was like a curved end of a building. So I could kind of see his. Yeah. And I'm like, I sat back down. I'm like, here we here fucking it is. go. 
<laughs> and this thing went off. This guy hit the fucking deck. He was, you know, he did, he figured it was just another attack. Right. <laughs> you gave a guy a Vietnam flashback. Yeah. And then we went in and the, the teacher who he tortured was just lying on his bed and he was rubbing his head. I remember. And he goes, you made my mother cry. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's awful. Oh his mother was God. on the trip and she cried. This poor it man. It was awful. Yeah. I feel bad. Yeah. It's okay. I really wasn't the ringleader, just to be clear. Mm, but it sounds like you were a part of the chaos. I was a part of, yeah. I was a follower, though. It's kind of like the guy who drives the car for the bank robbery. You're like, you're just, you, this is, you're involved. Yeah, I'm, what's that guy, Gosling? Yeah, you're Gosling. You are Ryan Gosling. When I think about you, I think about Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Who do you think about when you think about me that's a famous actor? Mm, Come on. Goose Gosling? His brother, Goose? Ryan's brother. You don't know Goose Gosling? His little brother, Goose? I'm pretty sure I'm right. This is like a, a famous picture in the 80s. Goose Gosling? Ah, I might be wrong. Kyle. Google I, it. Goose Gosling? There's no way that was a real guy. I feel like it was Goose Gosling. Goose Gosling. Uh, he was. Are you serious? Yeah, but when you say the 80s, do you realize that he was born in 1900? He died in 70. So this he pitched in the 30s or in the 20s. That is not who I was thinking of. That's amazing that someone else named Goose something. Goose Gosling. I, it's not Gosling, but it's Gosling. Are you, uh, are you from another time? I feel like you might have fallen out of. A, I do feel a like that is possible. Yes. Are you a multiverse person? One hundred percent. Are you a simulation person? Do you want to know what's even creepier about Goose Gosling? We share the same birthday. That's even weirder that you made me look this guy up that you didn't know was real, and we both are October sixteenth. That's really weird. That I don't like. Now I'm creeped out. Oh, we, before I before the multiverse, mm. let me get to this real fast. What's the what's your birthday? Guess. September I'll 14th. I'll send it to you in my brain. September 14th. No. Uh, February 8th. <sighs> May 25th. I'm pretty close. Happened. That was pretty close. What, what year? Uh, 1995. What year? <laughs> 71. Wait, May 25th, 71? Yep. Number one song on May 25th, 1971. Somebody sent me this. They were like, do you know what your number one song Wait, was? Wait, let me guess. On the day of your birth. Yeah, go ahead. Um, your song by Elton John. No. What is it? On May 25th, 1971, Rolling Stone's Brown Sugar was top of the charts. Makes sense. Look at you. You are Brown Makes Sugar. Makes sense. And that should be the name of your album. Mm -hmm. You know what mine was? I'm October 16th, 1983. Wait, that was like the greatest year for music. By the way, 1983. I love almost every song. October 1983. Okay, it might be probably Michael Jackson. No, it's actually, this is, it, that's so funny. Is it one of that, is that take on me? Take, no. Forget it. I want to take that back. I looked it up oh, yesterday. Josie's on a vacation far away. No, it's awful. It's a come a come a come a chameleon. There's so many good songs, and it's a terrible song that was number one on my birthday. Total eclipse of the heart. It's it's awful. Total eclipse of the heart is such a miserable song to have on your birthday. I would I would say it's a bad song. I would say it gives you a miserable feeling. Like yeah, there's that song. I feel miserable. It's sad, even though it's supposed yeah, to be a, a song about love. Time I was falling in, in love. love. It's kind of good, though. Now I'm only falling, falling apart. apart. Harmonize with you there. Na, 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 totally. Is that Do Pat you, Benatar? Who is that? No. Uh, Who the fuck is that? No, it's not Pat Benatar. It's like Goose Gosling. Is it Goose Gosling? I think it is. Let's go back to multiverse real fast. Yeah. I 100% believe in that. I think we are, we are existing in multiple spaces at, at, at simultaneously. <laughs> and I also think you lived many lives and your other lives bleed into these lives on accident. And that's what creates your personality traits. 
I think that's more genetic coding than multiverse. I'm more leaning toward, it used to be multiverse. I actually do believe in multiverse, but I, I am opening my mind up to a simulation since we have found, I don't know if you know this, this relatively recently that we're made up of three Planck length triangles. So we're pixelated. Who, who made, who told you this? Science, man. Come on. Science man. No, science, man. So it used to be like, oh, we're like a vibrating energy. Like, no, we're pixelated. That, that to me. Pixelated to whom? A, to what? To whom? I don't understand. Like, like, the, like beyond quarks. Like the smallest element is like the Planck length is the absolute smallest length possible yeah. without it being non-existent. And three of those together. It's a triangle. Triangle. That's what we're all made up of. That's what every element and Adam and Corey is made up of that. Well, you know, the so significance of a triangle and culture is extremely large. That's why pyramids, that's, I mean, dude, we have the, tri- the, the, the triangle, triangle, the shaped triangle, the shape triangle, triangle yeah. is very, very embedded into, in our human biology, you, in our history. You, it's very creepy. Do you, you want to hear a triangle story about me? Don't I? So I'm in kindergarten. I would think so. And she's like, here's how you draw a circle, whatever grade this is, fucking idiots. <laughs> so she's on the board and she draws a circle and we all draw a circle on our paper. And then she's like, now everyone draw a square. And she draws a square and I'm like, this is fucking easy. Yeah, you've done this. Then she goes, now draw a triangle. And I was like, what? Couldn't do it. I was, and I started crying. And she's like, okay, everyone go to the thing. Kyle, stay here. And she brought me to the board and she goes, make three dots and then connect the dots. And I was like, oh yeah, fucking right. You know, then she brings everyone back and she goes, Kyle's going to show everyone how to draw a triangle. And now I'm like embarrassed. Like they know how to, now I look like an idiot. So I'm up there going, first you make three (laughs) dots, then you connect them, dirt. And then I was like the idiot of the class. The next time I cried, was there was a puzzle and it was the cow jumps over the moon, the moon, the spoon and whatever that uh-huh. hated a diddle. I'd never been read any books as a child. I didn't know that nursery rhyme. I was trying to figure out why would a cow, why would a moon come after a spoon? I was trying to deductive reason my way because mm. I couldn't do this puzzle. And then Jimmy Lamson did it in two seconds. He's like, cow, moon, spoon. So then I was like, felt like an idiot. And then I couldn't read. And you know where this all came from, Kyle? molestation being touched by that girl god that was a good memory though (laughs) don't take that from me i won't i won't um where can you find him no i want (laughs) i want want to say this uh i hope everybody goes online and we'll put links in the description to watch some of your stuff because i think your characters are some of the most enjoyable to watch like just so fucking funny and original uh better Sounds than like it just it's better than anything i see on the internet some any like the deep fakes you do even the even your original character even stuff like craig i think is just uh it's so impressive because i don't think a lot of people do it anymore sounds like you would be sort of open to funding and maybe sending in a little patreon well so once maybe, again, it let's sounds put, like let's put the GoFundMe up right here for kyle and we're gonna get to 20 million hopefully by the end of the week what can you retire on where you're like that's enough money wise yeah where you're gonna be you're not going to be ridiculous. You're just going to be totally, I can go on vacation when I want. I can da da. 
I can go where I want, first class. How much money is it for the rest of your life? Assuming you live to like 85. I don't know. Honestly, the reason I don't, I can't compute that is because I just assume I'm just going to keep working until they say goodbye. No, no, no. This is a hypothetical. Like you, you can no longer but, but make any money. I guess money. what I'm saying is I don't know of a world where I don't want to make money. No, like, you're, this is, this is my world. Oh, your you're, world. You're I'm in, in my world now where you know. How long, much would it take for me to stop work? No, no, no. There, work doesn't exist in this world. Oh, you just well, then why does it, money exist? That's, that's tough. That's yeah, tough. I think you're backwards there. But you, you have, how much money do you need to, to then live your, the rest of your life totally comfortable? Do you think you can just go by how much you need a year and then, uh, you know, times that by whatever. How many years for, for what I have left? Uh, yeah, something simple. Sometimes not, not something egregious, like 80 or 90 million, something very like. So just of, a practical amount. Something simple and easy. Yeah. Like 2 million. Okay. Wait, wait, 20 million is your magic number. You think that is, you'll, you can, you can, I if you've got a check for 20, you'd be like, I don't, I'm good forever now. I'm, I can die. If you don't take taxes out of it. Ah, big deal, isn't it? Taxes. Don't pay your taxes, guys. You don't need to. Turns out they'll never find you if you just keep running from true? the law. Yeah. They can't find you if you keep going, but you have to never stop. Yeah. Where you going, Frank? Somewhere exotic. Um, We end the episode the same way. I want you to look in that camera right there and you say one word or one phrase that's going to end the episode. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. I really like you. I'm a big fan. Me too. Um, Thank you. And one word or one phrase into that camera whenever you're ready. So terrific. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey and seventy-five dollars for the horse. Gingers are oh, hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger, I like gingers.